For over 20 years, I've had a weight issue that was masking a deeper issue, food addiction. Welcome to Foodiction, a podcast about food addiction recovery. I am your host, Julie Hatch. Good morning, good morning. I was up very early this morning. I was up at five o'clock this morning, beginning a new thing called morning devotionals. Four years ago, I used to do them all the time and then I stopped. And so I was inspired by a friend of mine, Tanya Wirfs, who's a mom coach and her friend, Heather, they did this live zoom. And I happened to be coming home from dropping off my daughter at a youth activity and caught this live zoom and was completely inspired. So this morning I set my alarm. Well, I, last night I set my alarm for five, five o'clock this morning, which is when my husband gets up to go to work. And I read, I lit some candles. I played some soft and instrumental music in the background. I read my scriptures. I prayed. I just really created some sacred time with God and it was delicious. And then I even was able to throw in a few light stretches. So yay off to a good start. I have, I, I feel like I have to do a part two of surrender with you because, um, something interesting has, (laughs) has been happening lately. When I first chose to do bright line eating, I never realized then how much I would learn about discipline and surrender maybe I should make this about discipline. Anyway, I I had never realized then that the principle of surrender would pour out into various parts of my life. I learned, you know, it started with finances and bright line eating at the same time. I was doing both and learning how to stop spending money like crazy because a lot of times the habits, the routines, the things that we're used to when we're not taking care of our bodies also is reflected in other parts of our lives. So for me, you could see parallels in how I treated my body and and food and my health uh, with regards to money. I treated money the same way. So I just like I used to eat whatever I wanted, I would spend my money on whatever I wanted. I had this real issue with um, (laughs) appealing to the more natural man, if you will, Uh, giving into my my natural man. I was really, 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 really good at that. I still am really, really good at that, but I'm working on it. I am a work in progress and I'm working on this. And so it started with Brightline Eating and my finances. And then Uh, I had these weird and crazy wacky symptoms uh, that were very similar to like inflammation. So I started surrendering favorite fragrances and favorite um, plugins, favorite lotions, favorite body washes and shampoos for more natural ones that didn't have all those toxins. And the same with my cleansers. I started doing that to that. So I surrendered some of my favorite things with that. And then recently, like just this morning, I had this crazy, weird, wacky thing happen to me, like totally unexpected. I was reading my scriptures and I had instrumental, some soft instrumental music on in the background. 
on my Spotify account. I don't have the premium subscription, so I get these ads that pop up, and these ads have a backbeat. They're not even loud. They're kind of like chill backbeats, but there's this backbeat, right? And all of a sudden, I just felt so disrupted. Like it was if, I can't even really describe it, but all of a sudden I felt chaotic. Like, and it wasn't even loud and like a crazy whack. Like it wasn't one of those intense heavy metal beats or anything like that, or like a rapper beat. It, it was just like a chill beat. And yet as I'm reading my scriptures, it completely threw me off. Like it just completely derailed me, this backbeat. I didn't even, I don't even know what the ad was about because I was totally ignoring the person talking through the backbeat, but it was the backbeat. It was the backbeat that totally disrupted my moment of serenity and peace and feeling that warm, yummy spirit. I don't know what else to call that, but the spirit. And it was like a record scratch. I'm like, wait, what? And I was totally off kilter. And then I ignored it. I ignored it and I continued to read my scriptures and I was like, just really in that moment. And all of a sudden an ad comes on and it happened again. And I literally felt as if like my freeze fight, let's see if I can say it, freeze, flight, fight, or fawn response, like that survival response was being triggered by the backbeat. It was insane. I, I really do. I'm like, cause I felt that same angst like that, like that. It's like somebody flipped a switch inside my body and suddenly I found myself in survival mode again, just by a simple little backbeat. I know it sounds very extreme to say that. And guys, for years, like I was so resistant to that. So, so resistant to this idea, this theory that the backbeat could be just as inappropriate as lyrics, but try it for yourself and see. Um, it's taken me years to see it though. I'm pretty stubborn and you know, I love my music. <laughs> but now here I am finding myself surrendering my favorite music. It's really what it comes down to. And what it boils down to is really learning how to surrender the natural man, that appetite for more, 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 more yummy, 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 fun, 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 goodness, goodness. Like that indulgence, you know, that indulgent part of ourselves. And I just never, ever saw this coming. I never saw this coming. And I found myself volunteering yesterday for working um, in, in one of our temples. And I, that's a morning shift from like five in the morning till 10 in the morning, one day a week. I, when I signed up, I just immediately recognized it as um, an answer to prayer. I always wanted to serve a mission. I never did. I got married and started raising my family instead. I've always been a natural theologian. I always thought like if I wasn't in the church that I'm in now and I was in like some kind of Catholic or other denomination church, a, a, a church that has female priests, I probably would have gone that route and made that my career because I just really have always had a natural interest in religion and theology. So I, I am and I'm just naturally a religious person. I don't know about spiritual. I try with the whole spiritual thing, but I'm definitely religious. So here's the thing. And that's taken me many, many years to even reach a point where I felt comfortable even claiming that and saying that, but it's true. So 
there's something about, you know, approaching my fifties and I have just become more and more increasingly more comfortable in my skin and with who I am learning how to be okay and accept myself rather than constantly barraging myself with self-hate and um, self-loathing learning, you know, trauma victims do that really well. And I'm, I've been healing for quite some time from past trauma and I'm finally at a point and my age, I think is helping that, you know, I hear, and I understand that lots of people in their forties and fifties go through that point. They hit that point where they care less what other people think and are more comfortable in their own skin. They're more secure with themselves. It's really a beautiful thing. And on that note, I just so happen to be, I have a hair appointment today and I'm actually adding gray to my hair. Can you believe that? I know it's going to age me and I'm probably going to be shocked walking out of that salon. I'm really kind of preparing for that, but I have gray coming in and this old color on the bottom. And so it's not evened out. And I just want to blend my grays and get to a point where I don't have to color my hair anymore. I just want to be okay with being in my own skin. So hoping this will support me in that goal. So this whole surrender thing, I've never been one to discipline myself ever. I've never been one to discipline myself. I've always struggled with this. And one thing that my friend Tanya said, and you know, I've, I'm so glad that I reconnected with her years ago when I was in, in my mentoring career, excuse me, my mentoring career, we had crossed paths. Um, we attended similar conferences and things and crossed paths and became friends. And, and then we lost touch for a little while. And then more recently, um, I crossed paths with her again because she had started the bright line eating journey. And then like a year before me and, um, actually reached her goal weight. She's been on maintenance for quite some time. And so she's been on my radar. You know, I, anyone who has successfully been doing bright line eating is on my radar because I draw inspiration from them and hope that I can do the same thing. And I learn tips from them. So it's been really, really helpful. But she said recently something that really just struck me to my core. She said, I love discipline. I love obedience. And I'm like, what a weird thing to say, but what an awesome thing to say. That is really cool. I wish I loved that. I wish I could say I love discipline and I love obedience. And what does it mean if I can't? (laughs) Does it mean I'm a rebellious girl? I don't know. I want to be though. I want to be more disciplined. I, all my life, I've looked up to these people who have reached insurmountable goals. I mean, just they've done amazing things. They've been able to really improve themselves and it takes so much work. I know it takes work. It takes so much work to accomplish those goals, whether it was, you know, writing a book or becoming stronger in their body and, and more fit, or whether it was, um, creating their own business or whatever that was learning a new skill. I would watch these people in awe and go, how do they get that disciplined? How, how do you get disciplined? How do you do that? One thing that I am learning over this past year, especially, is that I have had to really create a space where I'm intentional, very, very intentional about what I want and how I intend 
to give myself what I want and need, but it's not what my natural man needs. It's what my spiritual side of me needs and dictates. So I have really um, had to create this space and, and really start focusing, zeroing in on this more and more. But I've also had to pray for a new heart. As you know, if you've been following these podcasts and you've been, you know, you've had this, you've been a fly on a wall in my life and have known exactly where I'm at and what I'm doing. But it started with, I recognized I didn't have the willingness. I had to get honest with myself about that. And I had to recognize that I really didn't want to be obedient or disciplined. I didn't want to be that way because if I really, really did, then I would be doing something about it. Right. But I wasn't. And so I had to really hit that point of honesty with myself. And then I had to figure out why, why don't I want this good thing? Why do I have such an aversion to something that is good? There's something really good about being able to discipline yourself. So what is up with that? Why, why do I feel that way? And then I realized I have, I'm holding on to some lies. I'm holding on to some beliefs that being disciplined means I'm giving up my freedom. I'm giving up my enjoyment and pleasure. I'm sacrifice. I'm in sacrifice. That word sacrifice, when I've been in sacrifice in the past, I've always overcompensated by eating, treating myself because I've been in sacrifice. So whenever I felt like I was in sacrifice, I would turn to food and give myself a treat and compensate that way. And so I really, what it was doing was bringing up all of these things around sacrifice and all of these things surrounding um, the need to treat myself. And I think the reason, part of the reason I had an aversion to discipline is because I recognized that it was connected with something negative. I, and then I had to look at that and go, maybe I need to reframe this so that I can move forward and actually create this desire in me and this willingness in me to want to become disciplined. So I did that. I did that. And, and I did that by asking God for a new heart, for asking him to show me, you know, what I need to do and what steps I need to take. And he did that. He answered those prayers. I realized I had to look at my faulty beliefs and reframe them and, and operate off of truth instead of lies that I've accepted and passed off as true. So then I did that. And then the next step was, okay, I just need to, there's this last week I read this and I've heard it before over the last two years, especially watching videos that or vlogs that, um, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson was doing, but she says this and, and you hear it echoed in different Brightline eating groups, come all the way in and sit all the way down. I never knew what that meant until this past week. Ooh. Oh, that, that hit something emotional for me. I never knew what that meant. I mean, I did, but it wasn't personal to me. I heard it and kind of was like, yeah, whatever. That's a cute little cliche. Seems like every business has their cute little cliches. <laughs> and that was one of them. I'm like, oh gosh, I roll. Cause you know, that's just me and my terrible attitude, but I didn't know what that meant. 
What that means is surrender. That's what that means. What that means is learn how to discipline yourself. Come all the way in, sit all the way down, be fully committed. Get fully committed. Get comfortable with being fully committed. That's what that means. And I can say that now. Now that I understand this and I've learned this, I can say that now. And I couldn't say that before. And it doesn't even mean that I'm completely doing that right now because I'm still working on this, like, the psyche in me, the the mental and emotional part of me. I'm, I'm working on that to create this foundation that I can grow from. And so it doesn't look perfect right now. But the desire is there at least. The willingness is there at least. And that's so important because without that, you won't go anywhere. You'll stay stagnant. You'll, you'll not only stay where you are, but you'll slide down that slippery slope, that ladder. You'll start going down the ladder. You never stay stationary. You either are going up or going down. You may feel like you're stationary, but give it, give it a couple of uh, hours there, sometimes a couple of days and maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, it will catch up with you and you will see that you're that you're no longer in that space and you are down the ladder and not where you were before. And so here's the thing, I've been learning this, you know, and I've, I'm learning to, to embrace the truth that discipline brings true freedom. We feel free when we feel happy. We feel free usually. Uh, we do not feel oppressed. We do not feel bogged down. We don't, we feel happy and we feel productive and we feel all those things. Right. And we think that that freedom, that happiness is freedom, but there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is fleeting. It's sort of like in the moment and joy is long lasting. And there's a freedom that is temporary that you can feel a sense of freedom. I, I can drive in my car with the sunroof opened on a beautiful day, listening to my tunes cranked up and feel free as free can be. And that feels free and that feels amazing and wonderful. And then there's this freedom that's different. This freedom that sets you free, where you're no longer feeling controlled by the natural man. You're no longer feeling like the natural man is dictating your life, but your spirit is dictating your life. And with that comes this profound, long lasting joy and peace that I honestly don't know any other way how to get that, but by learning how to give up the natural man. So what is the natural man? And why is it so bad? Is it something we have to be ashamed of? No. We're part, we are spirits who have been, who have bodies that house our spirits, right? So we're partly spirit and we're partly physical flesh and bones, right? And blood. We're part human and we're part spirit. But in the scriptures, when you read in the scriptures, it says um, that the Natural man is an enemy to God. So what is the natural man and why is it an enemy to God? The natural man is that part of us that seeks temporary pleasure, 
that seeks indulgence and never feels full. It's the one that wants to have the reward without doing the work. It's the part of us that wants to do anything we want to do, regardless of any of the natural consequences associated to it, with it or attached to it. That is the natural man. It is the world's way. The world will tell you, you want some alcohol? Go drink some alcohol. You want to have the identity that you want? Go have that identity and never be ashamed. You want you want to uh, smoke? You want to eat tons of sugary, starchy, uh, well, unhealthy, starchy foods? Go for it. You want a big house, a big mansion, a big boat, a big yacht, you know, you want tons of money, go for it. You want to be more devoted to your work than your family, go for it. You want to give up a family altogether, go for it. The world's going to tell you what you want to hear. That's what the world's going to tell you. They're going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. And you're going to love it because it means you don't have to work for any of it. You're going to love it because it's what comes natural to you, right? The natural man. That's why I think they say natural instead of just man. They're going to, that's what the world tells you. There is no right and wrong in the world. There is no wrong and right. There are no boundaries in the world. There is no need for boundaries in the world. More and more and more we see this. Everything goes. Nothing, you know, it's popular to not stand for anything anymore. It's popular to not stand for anything anymore. Because everything goes. And we are constantly being brainwashed to accept everything. Accept it all or you're a bigot or a racist or discrimination, you discriminate, you're a terrible person. So you have to accept it all. And we do. And we take it and we create it. And we think this is great. This is life until we experience the natural consequences. Yep. It's all fun and joy until those natural consequences come. And then we fall and we fall flat on our our face and we become humble again. And in that humility, we hopefully seek for answers. Well, I don't want to fall again. That didn't feel good because falling hurts. Face planting, it hurts. It's miserable. So, you know, that's what the world tells you. But God in the scriptures, he, he says that the natural man is an enemy to him. That it's not the natural man that should be dictating our behavior, our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions, that it's the spirit the Holy Ghost, if you will, that should be dictating that. And so it comes down to living a life where the Holy Ghost can be present because lightness and darkness cannot coexist. They can't. You have to choose. You have to make a choice. And what you have to learn what invites the Holy Ghost into your life, what invites that spirit into your life, because that spirit is the spirit of discipline and obedience. It is. So if you're feeling rebellious, something's amiss, something's up. 
Satan's meddling or, or his followers or whatever, his influencers, him, they're, they're messing with you. If you're feeling like you don't want to be obedient, if you're feeling like you are willing to give up something good, even though you know it's good, if you feel apathetic, like you don't want to try, if you feel fear, if you feel anger or hatred, then something's amiss. That's a red flag, right? And it comes down to you have to be honest with yourself. Discipline, you cannot discipline yourself without being honest with yourself. You, that discipline comes from a very deep desire and willingness to do good. It, com- it comes from surrender. Discipline comes from surrender and learning how to surrender and learning that sacrifice is actually a very sacred, holy thing to do. I'm not talking about self-sacrificing and yet at the same time I am. That, that's, that part of self that is a, the natural man it's actually a good thing to sacrifice that. It is. We need it. It creates opposition, right? It can be the catalyst for change. It can be the catalyst for learning right from wrong, good from bad. Um, we need that opposition. And so it f- fulfills two purposes, right? Our bodies are an instrument whereby we can learn and grow. However, if we give in to our bodies our natural man, our flesh and bone, our carnal thinking and our carnal hearts, then we can easily derail and find ourselves dealing with natural consequences. So how do you discipline yourself? My suggestion is ask yourself what is keeping you from being willing to do the thing that is good for you. Start there. And pray for God to remove the, (laughs) reveal, ask God to reveal the truth to you. Ask him to help you see what you don't want to see and to help you learn what you haven't been ready to learn. Ask him to help guide you through this process and it will become easier. You can still do it without him, but I promise you it's going to be a lot harder without him. It will be. I've tried it. Trust me. Why do you think I'm like talking about spiritual things now? Because I've learned through experience. I've learned. And so don't just take what I'm saying as, you know, the end of the end all be all. Go experiment upon what I'm saying for yourself. Know for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go experiment. Anytime I share anything religious or spiritual with you, please go experiment. I don't expect you to just listen and embrace everything I say, nor would I want you to. I would want you to, I want you to know for yourself. I want you to have your own testimony. A testimony is something that you believe. It's something that you earn. It's something that you cultivate and you do it by experimenting upon true principles. So go experiment, go do that. And I'm curious to see what your experience is and what you, what you learn from that and what your understanding is from that. And feel free to share. You can share in our group, Healthy and Bright, on Facebook. You can go share in there. As long as you can be respectful of the fact that that is a group that acknowledges God 
and strives to become better versions of ourselves through his principles. So just know that that group is like that. All right, guys, discipline. That's what this is about. It's the other part of surrender. It's the next piece of, it's like what comes after surrender is discipline. That's the next thing. Man, one of these days, it's going to be fun to do a podcast and actually go through these and write down every single step I took that got me to a point where I was successful in allowing my, my spirit to dictate my life and reach the goals that I never thought I could reach. It'll be fun, fun, fun. I'm so glad I'm recording this and recording every single step, every single, every single piece of the puzzle that I'm learning. It's kind of exciting. And I, I want to encourage you guys to journal your own journeys. Uh, I started journaling today. Again, I stop and start on that. I've been doing it since I was 10. Stop and start, stop and start. Sometimes I go years without doing it. Sometimes I'm doing it consistently for years. So it's kind of funny how that is. But go document your journey so that you can look back and see what worked and what didn't. And with that, guys, make today great.